You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Good morning. Happy Monday. And I mean that. It's a very special day on the program today. We'll tell you how in just a few seconds. We are dripping with excitement and energy and enthusiasm to unveil why it is maybe the most special day of the year here on the show. But there are a lot of things to hit. And as always, we're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios when you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket Can. Yes, we'll talk about the Ravens' debacle. That was a two-headed blunder, by the way. Head coach not taking the point, sure. But Lamar Jackson, maybe we'll save that for the end of the show. And that interception, that poor pick, to me, sending out some warning signs about Lamar in big games. Steve Berline's going to be on the program. Aaron Rodgers, despite the win over the Patriots, is all mad and all frustrated. We'll do buy or sell. There's a new rule that is coming as it re- relates to and results from the Tua Tungavailoa injury, hopefully to protect players in situations like Tua where he clearly, to most of us, it appeared, and certainly with the investigation now appears, he had some sort of brain trauma from hitting his head and was allowed to play in a couple games, that game where he continued, and the next game, and you know the story, looks like the NFL is going to make some adjustments. But the big moment, the big news, the, the excitement, the, the light in the world that was 34 years ago today Tom DeCelestino, happy birthday, buddy. Thank you, Bill. I appreciate it. Wow. I don't know. What, what do you do for your birthday when you're this old? Like, it's just, it's kind of like another day. Are you Are you asking me? Okay. So, you make your wife do all the chores today, right? You may, you know, you, you don't really do anything. You get your favorite, you get your favorite meal. You hang out with your kid. You wake up bright and early and you yawn. You go, hell yeah, I get to hang out on a rider than you. That's exactly what I want to do on my birthday <laughs> on a Monday. Monday birthdays can be the worst, but not today because we're going to make it joyous. Um, now, this is this is my present to you. I've assigned you the task of getting your own birthday song for 20 minutes from now. So that's pretty exciting. You have to get your own presents on the show. Got it, got it. I think I can pull that one off. But I've got it's a thought that counts. Happy birthday. I'll just say this. My mother always, always said this to me, and it stuck with me, and I think it's, it's a good one, D-Cell. The key to life is enjoying the passage of time. There it is. 34. Uh, what a year to be alive. I don't know if I'm smart enough to know what that means, but I'll try to figure it out. What a time to be alive. I love I love the boxing outfit today. I love the the energy. I love that Sean, just before this, gave you a hug and I, maybe a kiss. It might have been a little man kiss on the back of the head. Oh, yeah. It landed. Yeah. Yeah. It landed. Yeah. Happy birthday, buddy. I love the energy you're feeling. I love that. Not as good a day in Kansas City, but close. Close. Because last night... Sunday Night Football, Chiefs-Bucks, interesting test for Kansas City. The Chiefs underscored what the birthday boy, pretty daddy birthday boy D-Cell's been saying for a while now. The only team that can beat the Kansas City Chiefs is the Kansas City Chiefs. Doesn't mean they won't flounder. Doesn't mean they won't falter. But we saw when Mahomes and the Chiefs are focused, when they're hell-bent on correcting a mistake. And you're going to hear in a second Mahomes who had a great game, Andy Reid, who had a good game. I like Andy, but he's not a good in-game, in-game coach. You're going to hear both those guys make the case they were trying to make up for last week's game they gave away against the Colts. But really, this was about the Super Bowl from a couple years ago. Remember, not just losing to, to the Bucks and Tom Brady, they also lost in that building, in that stadium, the game was played in Tampa Bay. And the Chiefs didn't waste any time jumping out to a big lead. 
didn't waste any time playing with their food. This game, 41-31, Kansas City on the road over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was a reminder for those of you that need it that the Chiefs in the totality of this season are almost certainly going to be the best team in the National Football League. I understand the Bills are out there. They look really good. It's a big win against the Ravens. Even the Ravens gave some of that away. I understand not only are the Eagles undefeated, but they mounted a nice comeback against a mediocre team, but showed a little bit of their class. I understand the Rams might be, for especially for a defending champion, a little bit under the radar. I could go through the list of all the teams. There's a bunch of good ones in the NFL. The Chiefs are the cream of the crop. And their offensive display... And what Mahomes did without Tyreek Hill is a reminder that every single offensive weapon on that team is dangerous when Mahomes is locked in. That Bucks defense before that game was one of the most formidable in the National Football League. And I'm not making excuses for the Chiefs a couple years ago. I'm going to say something to you that sounds like I'm taking credit away from Brady and the Bucks from that Super Bowl win. I'm not. And if you watch the game, you heard, I think Chris Collinsworth, by the way, is one of the best announcers in the business. Dude is so good. You heard the guys talk about it. But in that game, when the Chiefs offensive line, that Super Bowl against the Bucks a couple Super Bowls ago, Chiefs offensive line was banged up and Mahomes had a bit of an injury to his toe and he wasn't able to scramble and create the time that he needs. Different kind of creation. Yeah, he can get with his legs and he can pick up some yardage. And you saw a couple times he did that to the left where he could sense that there was no pressure from that direction. There was a QB sneak option play that Andy recalled. It was a really interesting offensive approach in the first half of the game, but there were several times where Mahomes bought himself some time with his legs in a way he couldn't against the Bucks a couple years ago. Offensive line has improved, and that, that proved to be the difference. I mean, and, and again, more of those highlight plays from Mahomes. One of them was where he was on the right side near the end zone, looked like he was going to go in, and kind of did a I mean, it was right-handed, he's a righty, but it was a, it was almost like a, a lob pass over the defender into the corner to the Chiefs receiver. And my point is this, when Patrick Mahomes is healthy, when he has the minimum level of protection that he needs, like a good offensive line with what he had last night, there's not a defense in the National Football League that is guaranteed to be able to stop him, even without Tyreek Hill. And that, to me, was the big, was the big takeaway, was the big an important statement the Chiefs made to the rest of the NFL. Tyreek Hill is phenomenal, and when two has been able to play, Hill has obviously been a critical part of what the Dolphins have done really well. And even in games, like like the last one, where, that they didn't win, I know, no Tua for, for most of that game, even when Tyreek Hill hasn't put up fantasy football numbers, the amount of attention he requires does free up other guys. Tyreek Hill's a stud. He's the real deal. He's excellent. And the fact that despite that, the Chiefs offense can put up 41 points, a 40-burger, against a Bucks team that is really good defensively. And I know the turnover at the start of the game and the short field gave the Chiefs some momentum and gave the Chiefs. That's not the defense's fault. It is the special team's fault. It is a reminder the Chiefs are the best team in the National Football League. Tom Brady had a really good game. Dude threw for almost 400 yards. He had, what, three passing touchdowns? Didn't turn the ball over. The Bucks' defense simply couldn't keep up with Patrick Mahomes and that Chiefs offense. And, and in a crowded AFC, in a really interesting National Football League picture, it, and I've said this again and again, it is easy to forget that the Kansas City Chiefs have made four consecutive AFC championship games, have made two Super Bowls in the last four years, and are the favorites to do it again this year. Every season, every season Patrick Mahomes has started in the National Football League. That team has been on the cusp of a Super Bowl. One time they didn't make it, 
was against the Bengals last year when they just and give Cincinnati credit, but where the Chiefs just underperformed. And another time that they did make the Super Bowl in that run for, for Patrick Mahomes was at Arrowhead against Tom Brady when he was with the Patriots, when in overtime, when the rules were for, if you score a touchdown, it's over. Patriots won that coin flip when both those offenses were clicking. You knew, if you remember this game a few years ago, whoever won the coin flip was going to win the game. That Chiefs team hasn't changed. That Chiefs team is just as formidable. And that Chiefs team had something to prove, as Patrick Mahomes talked about, after a really, really impressive win. We didn't play our, our best football last week. Um, and in th- this league, if you don't play good, you're going to lose. That's a great football team. I mean, that's a great defense, a great team, but led by the best quarterback of all time. Um, and so to come to their house, find a way to score some points and find a way to win, I mean, get you kind of hopefully get you kickstarted into the rest of this year. And Andy Reid, again, I'm not picking on Andy Reid. Andy Reid's a great program builder, a great organizational CEO. They did flash... I don't know if you saw this. They did flash his um, his record with the Chiefs. Amazing, yay! And then kind of under it in smaller type was his playoff record. Just barely over 500. The dude, he's been there for 10 years. You've won a Super Bowl. You've made the AFC Championship game four years in a row, as I say every single show, because apparently I'm a Chiefs homer. And if by homer you mean celebrate greatness, yes, I'm going to do that on national radio. You got it. You should be able to be well over 500 in the postseason. Anyway, I'm just picking on Andy. That Andy Reid, that Andy Reid, also was pretty happy with the win. We stunk it up last week. We all knew that. We admitted it to you. We didn't play the way we should play. And not that the Colts aren't a good football team, but you, you, don't, uh, you don't do the things that we did and expect to win the football game. And we were still in the, you know, in the battle for it, but yeah, you can't do those things. So um, the guys cleaned it up today. Really impressive win. And every time... Mahomes or some classy quarterback, some other classy athlete in the NFL wins a game. And sometimes the not-so-classy athletes, they will go up to the microphone and say, that team, uh, that's a good football team right there. In, in Tampa Bay's case, it's true. Remember, that is a Bucks defense that held the Cowboys in the opener to three points. That, And I'm not saying the New Orleans Saints are setting anybody's world on fire. After that loss in London, they're, what, 1-3. and three. But still, held the Saints to 10 points. Held the Green Bay Packers the following week. Now, they lost, and I know the Packers don't look like they're exactly hitting on all cylinders, and we'll get to that later in the show. Although, for me, my take is Aaron Rodgers finds ways to win. So, as much as there are concerns, Aaron Rodgers still Aaron Rodgers. But still, that Bucks defense held the Packers to 14 points. You're talking about a team up until that game that was holding opponents to right around 10 or 11 points per game. Small sample size. I get it. And the Chiefs laid down a 41-point burger, and they needed every one of those points. Even if Tom Brady, this is so silly, by the way, even if Tom Brady, as you're going to hear in this in this clip, tried to pretend the offense needed to do more. It's a team sport, so you know we didn't play great on offense. We didn't help them very much either. So uh, we didn't do great in the first half. Too many missed opportunities on third down, turnovers. So tough game, tough team. You know they're a good team, but. You know, we got to play a lot better if we want to be good teams. So it hasn't been our best yet this year. be good to see what it looks like when we do play our best. Give them a lot of credit. They made a lot of good plays. Patrick played great. They did well on third down the red area. Won the turnover battle, time of possession, you know, because we didn't do much on offense. We left our defense out there. It's, a, you know, tough on our defense to, you know, let an offense have that kind of time of possession. So we all got to get back to work and do a better job. They scored 31 points. <laughs> the offense was fine. I watched the entirety of that game. The offense was good, and yes, it is true, the Chiefs got off to a pretty commanding lead. 
But remember, it was the Buccaneers' kick returner who coughed the ball up at the start of the game that gave the Chiefs a short field. And Mahomes, unlike sometimes, many times over the course of his remarkable career, wasn't lackadaisical. They were totally sharp early on. They got that lead. They took advantage of that opportunity. And it felt like, and if you watched the game and or you had money on Atlanta back in that Super Bowl years ago, it felt like one of those storied, patented Tom Brady comebacks. He led a really nice drive at the end of the first half to cut the lead a little bit. The score felt a little closer going into the half than it should have. Chiefs, I thought, were the dominant team, but it was just a couple possessions. And under Tom Brady, it almost feels like if you're down 14 or 11 or 18, it feels like you're down 3 or 6. The problem wasn't the Bucks' offense. The problem was Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs got that lead, and they never let up, and they just showcased and showed, even against the best QB of all time, even against one of the better defenses in the National Football League, even against a team in a location, in a spot in Tampa Bay, that I'm sure haunts the collective memory of Mahomes, Reed, and the Chiefs. When Kansas City plays their game, they can beat anybody in the NFL, and that is a scary thought for everybody. Remember, Packers don't look incredibly sharp. Yes, the Bills have won a bunch of games, but they've been close games. I think the Dolphins are really, really good, but I'm not sure I'm not sure that they're at the level of the Chiefs. I really like the Eagles. Again, that's an NFC team, but still, I like the Eagles. They're not the Kansas City Chiefs. Talk about the Rams. You go across the National Football League, and there's not a single team that has the weapons on offense and the ceiling as a result that the Chiefs have because of Mahomes. We're going to talk over the course of the year about all these guys and all these teams that are making a move, but don't lose sight of Kansas City. They're not the new story. They're not the sexy story. They're not the interesting story because it's not shiny and something that we haven't seen. They're still the best team in the National Football League. That's my take. I'm sticking to it. Let's keep talking some NFL. Oh, and let's celebrate Diesel's birthday. Tommy, pretty daddy Diesel, is 34 years old today. Happy birthday to him. We're going to sing happy birthday to him. By we, I mean just some random clip that we pull off the internets. And we're going to get into the Packers. And whether you want to go glass half full or glass half empty with Green Bay next year on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. Bill Ryder with you. We'll get to the birthday boy here in just a second. I'm not, I'm not, selling, I'm not selling Packer stock. I'm just not. I know it was not an overly impressive performance in the sense that most of us, most of you, do not regard the Patriots as a formidable team and to have to go to overtime to beat them, especially with a third-string quarterback. Brian Hoyer started the game with Mac Jones out. He got injured, and they got to bring in maybe, and I don't want to get carried away, but maybe the best-named quarterback in the National Football League. I mean, if your name is Bailey's Bailey alone, Bailey's is good, right? Put in your coffee, right? A little, little Irish. Bailey Zappi. Is there a better name, Diesel, than Bailey Zappi in the National Football League? Definitely not at quarterback, that's for sure. And he played well. I mean, I thought he he looked good. He carried himself impressively. He's a, a what, a fourth or fifth round pick from this past draft. Fourth round, I'm seeing with the with the number four, four fingers from uh from from pretty daddy birthday boy over there, which we'll get to in a second. Here's my thing on the Patriots. And We'll see. In fact, let's let Aaron Rodgers first make... Aaron Rodgers says this all the time. Aaron Rodgers says this after they beat teams by three touchdowns. We just heard Tom Brady say the offense didn't do enough. He scored 31 points. That's what great quarterbacks do, but okay, blah, blah, blah. Here's Aaron Rodgers pretending, I think, that he thinks things are dire. This way of winning, I don't think it's sustainable because it's just puts too much pressure on our defense and and, 
obviously I got to play better and will play better. But the second half is is our kind of football where we're mixing it up, we're throwing the ball outside the numbers. Obviously, we ran the ball, controlled line scrimmage really well. I get what he's saying. The, the reality is that Aaron Rodgers still finds ways to orchestrate the drives that he needs to, at least in the regular season. I think it's a different deal when you get to difficult degree of difficulty increases, NFC Championship level games. But the other reality is the takeaway for me, Tom is that the Packers' defense is really, really good. It looks really formidable. I understand that they're playing New England, but you take it in totality. They did a really nice job against Tampa Bay the week before. I know beating Chicago is not a very big deal, and they've lost to the Vikings where they always have trouble. But I think the defense looks really sharp for Green Bay, and I think Aaron Rodgers is going to figure it out. I'm not, I'm not worried, but you're the birthday boy. Your, your voice reigns supreme today. Where you come down on Green Bay? You, Happy birthday, by the way. I appreciate it. Do you have a birthday song? Uh, do I have a birthday song? You know I have a birthday song. Let's do it. Tommy. Pretty daddy. Tommy. Hi, hi, Bogey. It's it's Diesel's birthday. Oh, what a day! It's one of my. It's let me think now. My kids tie for first, then my wife's. Then mine. It's my fifth favorite birthday. Number five in the birthday power rankings in my life. I made the top five. You made the top five. I'm going to tell you a true story, and I want you to truly tell me if that remains the case after what you're going to hear. In the break, you can confirm this, D-Cell. I said to, to, to the birthday boy, man, Brave swept the the mess. That's That's brutal. And he goes, yeah, there's a lot of unhappy people around here, depressed people, and it's awesome. That's exactly what you he know said. What? Happy birthday, T-Cell. Whatever Happy you birthday. need to have a good day, have it, enjoy it, but then get out tomorrow. I appreciate it, Bogus. Thank you. Tommy, you buying or selling Packer stock? Uh, I watched Aaron Rodgers go 4 of 11 for 44 yards in that first half. Bogus, do you want to guess what his passer rating was in the first half yesterday against the New England Patriots? Uh, I'm going to say it was in single digits, birthday boy. Really Can close. I guess? Really, really close. Can I guess? Absolutely. 11. You are correct. That's because you told me this morning. 11. I tend to think that's who the Packers are more so than the second half. Are they that bad? No. Are they as good as they showed in the second half against a third-string quarterback? You needed overtime? I think you tell me all they want, they'll figure it out. I don't think – I don't see it. I don't see it this season. I I just – I've seen this story so many times. With I hope you're right. I'm a Bears fan. I just I've seen this story so many times. Lackluster performances, some some awkward beginnings to seasons or stretches in the middle of the season. Bogus, are you are you are you birthday are you on the birthday boy side on this? I'm gonna not go all the way there. They're definitely it's been a bad month, but they're not four of eleven for forty whatever yards and a pick six bad every week from Aaron Rodgers. They've got a lot of things to figure out. I here's the thing. Also, who's going to win that division if it's if it's right. not if it's not Green Bay? That, I, that there's was one the, other team. Yeah, that was my second point. They've got time to figure this out because the Vikings stink, the Bears really stink, the Lions oh, are stinky, are the Bucks are two and two, the rest of the NFC South is pointless. So they've they've got time hey, before man, they're the, buried. The Lions could score with the best of them, and then they give up all the points. That's not what I was trying to say. Hmm. They don't bite off kneecaps on defense. I right. feel so bad for Dan Campbell. I and don't. I feel bad Why for do you feel me. bad for him? That's his defense. He, I like because I think maybe he's a lovable loser. And 
I just feel he because it hasn't worked, and I like the guy. And anytime anyone's on hard knocks, I, I, I suddenly fall in love with them, you know, in sort of a like I'm rooting for you kind of way, and it never goes well. That's why. Yeah, I mean, go, go ahead. I'm sure he appreciates it, but <laughs> I don't have sympathy for him. It's his team. It's, it's the Vikings or it's nobody. I mean, that's that that's the deal. And did you watch them yesterday the from London? I mean, come They're on. Terrible. They're terrible, They're, too. Kirk Cousins isn't very good. Any game that feels significant, what is his record? I can't remember. Monday Night Football. Is it 1-532? He's su- I think it's 2-11. He's such a bum when it comes to games that matter that the catch-22 of the Vikings is, even if they're in it toward the end of the year, the games will become progressively more important, and Kirk Kiss and Cousins will start to disintegrate before our very eyes again. I don't think, and I think Rodgers will go the other route. And the other part of that, too, is it's not just Cousins. They hired an offensive-minded head coach, and he shows up there, and they're not any more dynamic on offense than they used to be. And they do, another team that does not know how to use timeouts and the clock. Yeah, that's fair. That's true. Uh, Bears lost to the Giants. Can we, do we have to, can we just skip over it? I don't even want to talk about it, really. I just I told you I hate them. They're terrible. They're the worst. You don't want to mention that they lost to the Giants while the Giants were using a running back at quarterback because their no. two actual quarterbacks got hurt? I don't want to talk about any part of that. I, I actually watched the game. I was like, all right, because I don't watch a lot of Bears. I hate it. It just hurt. I'm like, all right, this will be one I can kind of put a lot of my time into because they, they can. I didn't want to say it on the air, but like, they, can, they can win this game. <laughs> no. They're terrible. They really are. How did they win two games? And it's like they don't like Justin Fields between no. the personnel around him and their play calls. I mean, come on. No, they've they've ruined. That poor kid got ruined. He's ruined. You put him on a real organization. You alternate universe this thing, and, and Lamar Jackson's not a Raven, didn't fall to the end of the first round or the first pick of the second round, whatever the hell it was, back in the draft, and, and the Ravens were still looking for a QB, and you put Justin Fields with John Harbaugh? I think he's right now a dynamic, successful quarterback in the NFL. 100%. That poor dude. Happy birthday, Diesel. Happy birthday. <laughs> um, do we have any? Do we have any any hope for for for, for the Mets? I was rooting for the Mets because I really needed yesterday's starter for the Braves to get to give up. I think the number was 12 earned runs in three oh. innings <laughs> to make a big comeback in my fantasy foot baseball championship against Stu. That didn't happen, so I'm in trouble. But I was I was watching the game going back and forth, and I was rooting for you guys at least that early on. Right. Well, thank you for that. Uh, clearly, yeah. it didn't work. So no. I guess in the end, no thanks. You have to define: Do we have any hope for the Mets? Hope for what? That they're going to play games today, tomorrow, and Wednesday? I believe they're going to show up. Yes. We've seen teams get in that wild card spot, win, you know, in, in some short series, get some momentum, be off and running. They've got great pitching. Well, the end. That's my yeah, point. That's, a, that's that, like that great they? pitching did not show up this weekend. I mean, I think they do. So, we've also never had this format before. So we've seen nobody do anything Fair. in this setup. We sure. don't know how the five days off between you know having to skip the wild card if that's going to be good or bad or whatever. I can give you the silver linings here and there if you want, but the bottom line is, what do you want? The, I, I thought the happy. Braves were always better than them. Now we know it for sure. Everything will point to the Braves being better than them. And their only hope is not seeing them again in the postseason. So we're looking at you, Cardinals, Phillies, Padres, anybody that could see them early, knock them out, please. Yeah, but either way, 
you're gonna have you're gonna have to, they're not gonna knock them out. You're gonna have to go through the Braves and or the Dodgers. Well, Let that, me ask you this: That's the problem. It used to be one of them. Now it's both of them. In a perfect world, if things go the right way, can you beat both of them in a, in a, in, a, in an extended series? I have I have negative confidence having to play four games out of seven in Atlanta. I think they can beat the Dodgers. I absolutely think they can beat the Dodgers. Wow. But the Braves have completely ruined me. The Braves uh, are going to win the whole thing. The Braves are the best team in baseball. They're going to repeat. Yep. Diesel looks so smug right now. I'm not, Who's your baseball team? I didn't yeah, say you anything. Do. I yeah, did you. not say anything. Isn't it amazing they're going to repeat when they lost their best player in the offseason too? Yeah, and they yeah, won and last cr- year without their second best player. And he cried about it. When he went back to be there. That was right. an emotional moment. Apparently, Diesel went apple picking over the weekend. Yeah, you have this thing with apple picking. You're very against it. I'm not against it. I, If I told you I went cricket watching, you wouldn't be against it. You'd just be incredibly confused. Like, why would you spend your time? I mean, I went to the grocery store yesterday, and I didn't I didn't actually buy any apples, but I, they were there. I didn't have to pick them. They were on a shelf. They were for sale. I believe they were $18 per apple, given the price of food these days. But I just don't understand, on your weekend, and I'm not crit- I just want to understand the allure. It feels like you got Tom Sawyer. Like, hey, this is really fun. You should come over here and uh, and paint for me. You paid an apple grower <laughs> to pick his apples for him. It's her. a fall Family activity. Bogus, how many times have you been apple picking with the family? Uh, two or three, and then we saw the light of what it is and what it isn't. We have not gone since. So you got to do when, they, when they're little, you got to go take the pictures, throw on your flannel shirts, everybody picks apples. You'll go one or two more times, and then that's got to be the end of it. Right. It's more about the experience of actually saying that you went rather than actually doing the activity itself. I... I there's a hayride involved. Like, there's right. a lot going on. Listen, Bill, you probably did things that we would think are ridiculous, like a corn maze or cow tipping. This is what happens in the Northeast I did try to go, in the fall. I did try to go cow tipping. Of course you did. Yeah. Yeah. Then I thought I was too mean, so I, I chickened out. All right. I'm not I'm not criticizing. I'm just, I'm baffled. But, but you saw the light, Bogish. What is yeah. the light? What is the conclusion? It's It's not as big of a scam as you're presenting it, but... It's just something you should do once or once per kid if you're going to grow your family so that he or she, each one of them gets the experience. It's cool for the kids to walk around and yank the apple off the tree and there's other stuff going on. But at some point, you're in this crazy crowded place. People are like all over the place. There's dead apples on the floor that you're stepping in mush. Everything's got a line. The bathroom, the cider vendor, go buy an apple pie, go buy an apple cider donut. It's, all, it's really not that fun. All of a sudden, you're like terrible. 300 bucks in the hole. For me, you're 90 minutes Three, away from home. What does it cost to go apple picking? Well, it depends on how many apples you get. And they don't and they don't let you steal apples, man. When you, Some of them, when you leave, you got to open up all your trunk, your doors. They look around because it's all like the no, honor system. No, they don't. 100%. Because it's the honor system. You have to weigh the apples, and you pay, and then you drive out. But they don't check you until you're leaving. So people could people because people suck will definitely be like, oh, I got one bag of apples. Let me pay for that. But they really have three, so you got to keep your receipt and show it on your way out. And they do a cross check, like when you're leaving Costco or Sam's Club, and then you're finally allowed to go home. So you're spending money to stand in a line with liars and thieves, 
so that you can go through a reverse security Apple system to see whether or not you're yeah. one of them and you're paying for the right to do it. Now, see, every, you got it. Yeah. yeah, that's it. It sounds wonderful. Now, in the Apple picking defense, everybody, everything has horrible people. Horrible people are unavoidable. Everyone's trying to game the system, get a free sure. this, get an extra that. So it's not specific to Apple picking, but when, like, the hardcore Apple police are going underneath your car with, like, the mirror to see if you've got apples, like, stuffed up underneath your gas tank, you realize how bad some people are. So instead of apple of your eye, it's apple of the lie is what's going Uh, on. I'm going to sell that one. Sell? It's not buy or sell. It's an hour from now. (laughs) All right. Well, that – and is your actual birthday – your actual birthday is today? Actual birthday. I know there was some confusion last year about when my actual birthday was, but it is today. What is your wife like? What is the decent? What are you getting today? Like, what are you getting? Like, homemade dinner? Are you getting, you know, no chores? Do you get to sleep in on the weekend? What What's the gift? See, I'm really, I'm really gonna blow your mind. We did all that yesterday. Everything okay, was what'd yesterday. You get? What'd you get? We did the cake. We did the gifts yesterday. I got this sweatshirt that I'm wearing right now. I was very, very. I love yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now yeah, it's buddy. much like the gray one you had on last week that you didn't like Bill's compliment. Of no, uh, he said I looked like a boxer. He said that yet again this morning. So okay, uh, he's very consistent. <laughs> he does. I mean, I'm wearing a deodorant shirt that was given to me. I mean, who am I to judge? I'm pretty sure I wore this at the grocery store yesterday too. I'm not judging you <laughs> at all. Did you get to sleep in yesterday? Uh, no, the little guy was up at 6 a.m. bright and early. Right. But why wouldn't Mrs. D cell take the little guy on your birthday day? See, when like the little guy wakes up, he wants everyone in the house to be up. Uh, as you could tell by his screams, his loud screaming. Is he screaming what, what? for you? Yeah. Uh, what you is he yelling? Screaming? Pretty daddy! <laughs> screaming. <laughs> Mama, where are you? <laughs> screaming that he Mama, wants. Mama, where are I, sore? <laughs> screaming that he wants out of his crib. <laughs> but have you ever tested this theory? Have you ever just said, I'm going to sleep in today? My dear love, Mrs. Diesel, you will get the child of, of, of that we have created together, out of, you know, et cetera, and then just seeing if he keeps screaming. I bet he doesn't. Have you ever tested this? Um, I'm a very light sleeper, Bill. Once I'm up, I'm up. That's not an answer to the question. Yeah, I mean, I, I do have that problem, too, but I, I want to hazard a guess that Saturdays is that's when you wake up with the baby and Mrs. Diesel keeps sleeping. So why can't Sunday be your day? Is that a good guess? Um, yeah, that is a good guess, actually. Um, I'm not sure. I'll get back to you with an answer on that once, Wait. I, once I've given one. <laughs> once <laughs> I'm told what to say. <laughs> Wait, time out. Your wife sleeps in with the baby, or sleeps in, and you get the baby on Saturday, but you both well, get up on Sunday. Well, it's you not just li- told me you both have to wake up. Well, it's not like she tells me, like, hey, you're getting up with the baby on Saturday. Like, I try to be nice because she's doing oh, so I- much more during the week than I am. Oh, I think she's communicated it pretty clearly, <laughs> what it sounds like. Yeah, she doesn't say that you have to get up with the baby on Saturday, but she says she's not getting up with him on Sunday. <laughs> I mean, you and I get up at the same time in the morning. I'm aware what time you wake up. Yeah, it's it quite is early. early. Yeah, yeah. Who gets up earlier in the, for, 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 for their weekday, you or Mrs. Diesel? Uh, that would be me, but not by much. She's, she's not that far behind, only in like another 30 minutes. But 30 minutes times five is two and a half hours of extra sleep, which feels like you should be getting on Sunday. I, this is my birthday present to you. Go home to your wife. I'm going to clip this, have, actually. I'm going to play this segment yeah. for her and see what happens. I don't mind if she's made. I mean, Mrs. Diesel, you are wonderful, but you got to let Tommy Pretty Daddy over here get his Pretty Daddy beauty sleep. <laughs> play it for her. Happy birthday, buddy. Thank you.
Happy birthday. Put my name um, on the card, too. That's for me as well. Thanks. Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Diesel Bogish also, also <laughs> co-signs this present. You're welcome, Diesel. This, this present will change your life. Yeah, nothing could go wrong here. Here's some advice I'm going to give you that you haven't asked for on your birthday. Birthday advice. You got to set some boundaries. You just get, especially with the people that you love. You got to, you know, your boundary, Sunday's your day. Sunday you're sleeping in. Sunday before noon, that's pretty daddy day. I feel like it's too late, but I'll give it a try. No, and if I could add on to that, as another, I mean, I've been married 15 years now. I would start this sentence, this request, this conversation, a term of endearment. Like toots. Like start with, you know, toots. <laughs> I've been thinking that usually is a good icebreaker. Yeah. Yeah. Or you could do hot and then any sort of loving term after Right. That. Right. Pick a body It'll part. <laughs> Pick a body part. It'll go over. This, this joke is going to go over well with my wife who's listening right now. It's, <laughs> it'll go even better with Mrs. D-Cell. This is a new. This is a new thing we can do on the show. We will help you set boundaries, and you check in with us every every, every the next day. So yeah. You let us know tomorrow. I have a feeling it's going to go worse than the two of you are, are anticipating. <laughs> check why. in from your apartment when you're single. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let us know how things are going from the hotel you're sleeping in <laughs> later tonight. Happy Happy birthday! You're welcome. Uh, pretty daddy, you you set this boundary. Let's practice. Would you? Like to talk about the Ravens' loss to the Bills yesterday. Yes, I would. And actually, Bill, I would like to talk about one specific play from that game. Um, pretty Daddy Diesel on his birthday has set a boundary, and I'm not a, I'm not accustomed to that, but because I care about him, I'm open to it, and we're going to facilitate that. So we're going to talk about this one specific part of the Ravens' game that, that Diesel on his birthday is interested in after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogish. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. These are the questions that haunt us. Good morning. Welcome into the show. Happy Monday. Uh, Remember, this season, for the very first time, you can hear every Westwood One NFL broadcast stream live for free. Mondays, Thursdays, Sunday nights, the International Series, Holiday Triple Headers, and every postseason game. Catch all the action on the Odyssey app on on WestwoodOneSports.com via Westwood One Station Streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports, all sponsored by AutoZone. It's time to say goodnight to that check engine light with the free AutoZone Fix Finder service. It'll help troubleshoot the likely cause of your light for free. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone, AutoZone. And it's time to say good morning because it's the morning time. I guess it's 7.47 in the morning out here on the on the West Coast, birthday boy, pretty daddy diesel. It's 10.47 out your way. I guess it's still morning everywhere we're on the air for the most part absolutely you would definitely address someone by saying good morning are you a good morning guy are you a, like when you see someone in the office are you a good morning kind of guy so you're gonna make fun of me for this i i actually drop the good i just say morning it's, most of the time i don't get an awkward look but i usually just say morning <laughs> i mean you do realize and there's nothing wrong with that but it does you know, maybe unfairly sort of lean into this perception of you as a grumpy person. Uh, I don't know how unfair it is, actually. What would, I, I, as a social experiment, I would kind of enjoy if you just said bad morning to, for two weeks and saw what happened. <laughs> bad morning. Terrible morning. I can, I, can, uh, I can transcribe all the responses that I get. Probably not an inappropriate or inaccurate greeting if you were at the Ravens facility 
this morning and you bumped into Lamar Jackson or John Harbaugh or any of those guys uh, yesterday in a really good and interesting football game, good in the sense of telling two good teams, we think, and, and interesting in the sense of how the game ended, maybe not if you're a Ravens fan, but, but an interesting showdown. You've got, what, four minutes and change left in the game. Baltimore is driving. It feels like maybe you're going to have some more Lamar Jackson heroics and see the Ravens with only a little bit of time left go up a touchdown and then things stall out. We get to fourth and two, or excuse me, fourth down from the two-yard line, D-Cell, and correct me, and you're the birthday boy you want to address this. I'll let you. It really felt to me like a no-brainer. One of two things. I think it's a no-brainer just kick, kick the field goal and force the Bills to go down the field and score a touchdown, but you could also just run the football if you really want to go for it and pin your opponent at the two or the one if you don't get there. To me, this just screams, take the points, take the points, kick the field goal, put some trust in your defense. Take the points, Harbaugh. What happened instead is that the Ravens went for it. Lamar Jackson rolled out to about the 50-yard line. It wasn't actually that far, but it kind of felt like it, and then threw the ball up in the air to the right side of the end zone for what turned out to be a game-changing interception. Buffalo doesn't need a touchdown. They go down the field. They score a field goal. That's ball game. And afterward, it's just, and I think it's just, I'm with you, Diesel. It's a terrible play call, and I don't disagree. Uh, birthday boy, Happy birthday, boy. Uh, it's Diesel's birthday. I also take the points. But you can, like, if you are going to be bold, there's a middle ground where, where you can just, or just throw the ball out of bounds if you're Lamar Jackson. Maybe we'll hit that later. But if you run the football or you have a more conservative play and the worst-case scenario is you leave the ball on the two-yard line, you force those guys to go a lot further down the field, and you've got them pinned with a pretty good defense. This was John Harbaugh's explanation after the game for the play call that lost the game for Baltimore. I felt like it gave us the best chance to win the game because seven, the worst that happens is if they go down the field and score, and I think we'll get them stopped, but if they go down the field and score a touchdown, the worst thing that happen is that you're in overtime. But... You kick a field goal there, now it's not a three-down game anymore. It's a four-down game. You're, you're putting them out there. You're putting your defense at a disadvantage because they've got four downs to convert all the way down the field and a chance to, again, score seven, and then you, you lose the game on a touchdown. So then the worst thing, the other thing, you think you're going to get the ball to the two-yard line. So I'm very confident in our defense. Defense's ability to stop them down there with the ball on the two-yard line. So we got them backed up. If we don't get it, it didn't turn out that way, unfortunately, and we lost the game. So hindsight, you could take the points, but – if you look at it analytically, I understand why we did it. His explanation doesn't even it doesn't even make sense. No, man. What what are you talking about? Like you're 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 talking as if it's a guarantee you're gonna get the touchdown. Well, you know, that that's a touch. there's another outcome, which is that you don't convert, you you throw an interception, it's a touchback, you give them the opportunity in the exact same situation to go down the field, but all they have to do is kick a field goal to beat you. Punch the ball in or take the points. And I thought, watching the game, Diesel, I thought that Baltimore's defense was really good. I know there's no guarantee. I know there's a, a strong likelihood that Josh Allen's going to move the team down the field and put them in field goal position. But the field goal kicker's got to hit it. And I think it's an unlikelihood, even if it's a possibility they're going to score a touchdown. There's time, but not a ton of time. I, I don't understand... NFL coaches not taking points and trusting their defenses in these situations. 
I know Harbaugh said in that clip we just played that he did trust his defense from the two-yard line, not anticipating a turnover in that situation, which when you're the head coach, you have to anticipate every single scenario that can happen. So that's strike number one for me. If you're throwing the football and you're calling a football play where Lamar Jackson, who is a good QB but is not a precision quarterback, he's not a pocket passer, and we've seen him make mistakes, especially in big games. I mean, the guy is not particularly impressive in the postseason. I think the record's 1-3, and three, and he has a bunch of picks. I know it's not a playoff game, but it felt like a big game. Yeah, I hear what he's saying, but then I think you have to be able to trust your quarterback to just throw the ball away. Throw the ball away. It's a Lamar Jackson problem, too, but... Harbaugh should know what Lamar Jackson's strengths and weaknesses are. And from the by the way, from the two yard, just run the football. Run with Lamar Jackson if you have to. It just sounded like in that clip to me too, just someone who did not trust his defense to stop the Buffalo Bills, who had done a nice job all game long. I mean, have, giving, giving up twenty points to Buffalo—that's something yeah. to hang your hat on. Yeah, I mean, look, the, this is a loss that certainly Lamar Jackson is a, a huge contributing factor in in, in that respect. And we don't have enough time to get into that. I'll, I'll do it maybe at the end of the show. But Harbaugh's the guy that allowed the decision to go for it on, on fourth and two. And if you trust your defense, like the semantics, well, I trust my defense on the two-yard line. Most teams in the NFL trust their defense from the two-yard line. I mean, give me a break. You've got to be able to be up by three with four minutes left and trust your defense to get it done. All right. I guess that's I guess we're out of time. Uh, let's do this. Let's get into a little NFL broad conversation with Steve Berline when we come back on CBS Sports Radio.